So, uh, yeah, go ahead and say what you just said to me. Well, you were saying how it's hard to sum up to people what Angel is, but yeah. you could always sum it up by just calling it White Blade. But, but at the, I don't want it to be correct. <laughs> but damn it, that's what Angel was. It stopped because Buffy the Vampire Slayer was was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, fact, fact. even though she slayed. A lot more of everything else except vampires. Facts. You can watch any Blade movie you want. The vampires get tougher, but he's still fucking killing vampires. Oh, definitely. And, uh, <laughs> and Buffy, Buffy killed vampires every three episodes. Yeah, like vampires, she's dealing with ghouls. There's a zombie. The world's coming to an end. At graduation, there was some lizard demon dude. Shit was that's my favorite show. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... White Blade. <laughs> White Blade is Angel. And it's fucked up because at Walmart there's a Blade action. No, not Blade. It is um Angel action figure, and one of his props is a sword. See what I'm saying? God, that's, I don't like that. You know what else I don't like? Not knowing where the fuck is Vision. Where the fuck is Vision? I have. I was, I was looking for this nigga in DC films now. Man, I didn't see. I didn't see him in DC films. She Hulk finished up. No Vision. No Vision. And nowhere in that show, no. but um, <laughs> the writing nowhere. I mean, <laughs> no vision. It, it got to be fully She-Hulk around the last couple episodes, in my opinion. I, uh, yeah, I just feel like Marvel hates that show. Like, it, I feel like yes, and also, <laughs> <laughs> and also, like the way it ended. Where um, if you haven't seen the series, by the time you see this, you better have. Um, Pretty much, she kicks in the Disney Plus app to go visit the people, and I was like, you know what? I actually like that. Like, I figured, when was she going to do that? Because the lead up to what they were leading up to made no fucking sense. What was the screen she kicked in? What was that? Avengers Assemble or some shit like that? I think so. Um, it was either that or one of the other ones. Yeah, I know what the fuck that show was. I'm like, I'm glad you kicked that in because I would have never experienced that. I was like, you uh, not. Like the fact that she was able to kick in the Disney Plus app to go visit. <laughs> so I think this is a appropriate question to start with. All right. For you specifically. For me. Specifically. You used to do a podcast called Movies That Suck. That is, yeah, that's correct. So no, speaking of the movies, I, I dare not speak. I would like for you to enlighten the audience on your opinion of two things. One, right. what, what in fact makes a movie suck? And two, what is the worst movie you have ever watched? All right. Well, first things first. For a movie to be terrible, you got to understand, that movie can make money. Hmm. That movie can okay. spawn sequels. Not every movie that is terrible is not making bank. Some great movies didn't get funded. Facts. There are a lot of movies, their budget was like that, and they turned over billions, billions in revenue. Some movies, you put in all that money. And it's a big piece of shit. So money is not a factor. Who's in it, you would think should be a factor. Okay. But some people who have been great actors, either getting back into it, did terrible in that movie. A lot of facets could make sense. Some movies, you could just tell off-rip shouldn't have been made. 300 didn't need a sequel. We did not need to know what happened between the Hunchback Plowing and Leonidas getting yoked. Facts. We knew the story. Those 300 held off. We did not expect them to stay. We kind of wanted them to, but they didn't. But when you gave us that sequel... It's like you didn't even watch the first movie. Not at all. Not the at all. horse was invincible. He was just running off of water. I was like, "Is the horse Jesus?" They did. And have I horse think that Jesus was around. I th yeah, it was horse Jesus. And there was like what two other horse movies that were out around the same time that that movie came out. <laughs> I reviewed that movie to the point where one of my friends saw my review, well, heard my review before he went to see the movie. He was like, I was mad as hell that I listened to you first and then watched the movie, and everything you said was terrible about that movie happened in front of me. Facts, <laughs> including Horse Jesus. Horse Jesus. Now, as for the, That's another shirt. the yeah. worst movie yeah, that I have ever seen, oh, Horse Jesus has a shirt. We can do that. We got Cancer Hammer, we got Horse Jesus. <laughs> I might as well say it before you. You weren't going to forget. That's why you laughed. And subconsciously you remembered. So we'll add that to the list. We got Crab, we got Cancer Hammer and Horse Jesus. We can make those shirts. <laughs> we don't have we don't have to pay no one shit. But as for the worst movie I've ever seen, oh my God. 
I've seen the Green Lantern. Oh, shit. I've seen Ocean's Nine. I've seen Deathbed, the bed that eats people. I've seen Life Force on purpose just to review. Because all the movies that I've seen are movies that suck. I would not review a movie unless I've seen it. I regret most of those. <laughs> but the worst movie I would say to this day, it's it's a it's a toss-up between the happening and <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> between the happening and I'm trying to think what the other one is. It's it's a far back because I remember I think I walked out on it. <laughs> oh, I remember. those are the ones you can never forget those. Oh maybe. man. My bloody Valentine, I walked out of that shit. Oh I said, I quit. God. I was like, I quit. Nothing, nothing in me got the rest of this. Oh man. I'll I'll get back to that one once it clicks back into my head. But I know the happening was one of them because I watched the movie. It wasn't even Mark Wahlberg that pissed me off the most. The part that pissed me off the most is that IMDB credit that M. Night Shyamalan gave himself. He was the phone. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, telephone. I hate that man. Yeah, every time the phone rang and no one answered, it was M. Night Shyamalan. He just, gave himself that. Which is, someone has to explain to me why, if it's the grass killing people, it can also make phones ring. The grass can make phone calls? Yeah. Apparently, fucking late. So, that's what 5G was. <laughs> <laughs> it's all full circle. The happening was warning us about 5G. Yeah. We're, we're the ones who aren't in the know. So We are the dreamers of dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so... I was teaching a class. Uh, shit, I'm shit. I'm gonna keep a stack with you. Yeah. So I was teaching this class, and I realized that people don't know what bad writing is. My, uh, don't I don't know what poetry. bad writing is. Like, yeah, you know, people just put on friends. <laughs> no one told you this life would be this way. No, but white people wrote it. So yeah, year my after students, living single, you know, came they're out, like teenagers, figure. and they're like, you know, I teach high school, and they're like. Well, I was like, yo, some people will tell you there's no such thing as a bad poem. There are absolutely such things as bad poems. I've heard and they were like, well, what is a bad poem? I said, it's oh. very simple because we can argue writing all day. I've oh. heard poems that aren't well written. Yeah. But what the person was going for, I'm like, oh, that was successful. So yeah, basically, just, yeah, just get a little guidance to where they're going. If a, a bad poem is when you make people feel something that you did not intend them to feel. Um, that is when you create something bad. If you have created oh, yeah. a horror movie... That is not scary. Well, then you have failed. Oh, if, definitely. If you created a movie that's supposed to be a drama, but in it's a comedy. Then you have failed. It's like it was it a drama. No, this was people supposed to be crying. Oh no, the acting is so bad. I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah. Like to me, that's bad writing. The audience has felt something you didn't want them to feel. All that to say, um, a friend of mine brought me a script last week. <laughs> uh -oh. All right. All right, so story time. All right, story time. So I got a homeboy. We grew up together and shit like that. He he does uh he's he's an artist. He draws comic books and he writes graphic novels. He's trying to get into that. So he's um me and him weren't speaking over some stupid shit. So I I, I was a man. And I called my homie. You know, like yeah. niggas dire debut. Yeah. So I call him and we get to talking. He's like, man, it kind of hurt me when you ain't read my script. I was like, well, it hurt me when you did the reason we weren't talking. Yeah. And so I finally read his script because he said he's gonna come to town and talk to me about it. I hadn't read it at the time. I was just telling him that shit. So I'm like, yeah, man, I read it. We want you should talk about it. Oh yeah. He's like, what did you think? We should talk about it. I ain't read it but yet. So yeah, that's the, why the good answer is we should talk about it, which yeah. gives me time to read it. So he gave. So he came face. We, he came here to Baltimore face to face. Yeah. But he came here on a Saturday. I read it Friday night, and um, I have to say it was the worst composition of writing I have ever read in my life. He had said he'd been watching all these videos and all this shit. And I'm just like, you see, you can watch a thousand videos. And I told it to my stepson. I said, you see how you can watch a thousand videos or something and it's still not be ready. I'm like, because that learning is something different any fucking way. So like watching and, and viewing are two different things. I, I had to have this awkward conversation with my girlfriend. Like, well, how the fuck do I tell this nigga who we just became friends again? I'm about to lose another friend. Because that shit was horrible, bro. Like, there's, the characters are awful. The, uh, the writing is mundane. Like, characters said shit like, man, you still nervous to talk to that girl? I know. It's whack. I said, damn. Did he write the room? I know, right? And I, I said, yo. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> and I said... Yo, at least he took inspiration from a better film. Fucking the guy from the room. Yeah. He took that from Rebel Without a Cause. That shit was, you know, at least yeah. he tried. He yeah. just can't. He shouldn't have been the one acting it. Yeah. Not like no one should have been in that movie. Anyway, no. and I, I said to him, I said, bro, like, 
we were teenagers together. We did not talk like this as teenagers. Why are your teenage characters talking like this? There's, there's, a, there's no rhythm in the language. I'm just like, you know how somebody might be like, damn, nigga, you ugly. Damn, ain't your mother still dead? And he's like, god damn, why you hit him like that? My mother alive like shit. That's why I said it. Like That was know, in the script? No, but I'm saying that's how oh. niggas talk. Oh, yeah. But nobody talks like that in the book. Black people talk so awkwardly and staccato. Yeah. And I was realizing that people, I li- we live in this world where people don't know what good or bad is anymore. And so throughout this episode, I'm going to be like proposing ideas for sequels. And uh, Isaac is going to say, yeah, I can go with that or burn that shit. Oh, definitely. Um, but also, like, it's a real difference between when we talk about, like, writing. So, like, yeah, I write poetry. But I'm also, uh, clearly, if you listen to this fucking podcast, I understand I'm a movie fan, television fan. So, oh, and, definitely. And Isaac himself is someone who, like, you know, movies that suck. So Isaac has an understanding of what a good film, what a bad film is. Oh, yeah. I've taken, I've taken courses on this. I've read about it. When I, I did movies that suck for about a good couple of years, and I also... Did another podcast in tandem, um, movies, um, news, and um, movies, news, and stuff, uh, movies, news, and reviews with um, my partner KO at the time. And we did that on BBC Radio for years. So I've done like reviews on the movies, other movies, and then Movies and Suck was just an outlet for me to just call out movies. And it got to the point where that was just like, I look forward to getting like, oh, these movies came out. This was great. Some movies got on that show and they had only been out for that week. Back. Like you are you jumped the line. I made a list of movies that I wanted to review, or some people was like, hey, you should review this movie. Or they were sending me like blatantly terrible movies, like Iron Iron Eagle or something. It was about like apparently Nazis with dinosaurs or something. Oh, I heard of that shit. Oh my god. But like, yeah, like, but before we get into like the sequels and talking about like the, the science of a good film and science of a bad sure. film, I have to ask you, um, Stephen King's The Cat in the Hat comes back. Well, just by telling who wrote it, we know why he left. <laughs> Stephen King's The Cat in the Hat comes back. All of, mind you, all of this is going to take place as if it was a Dr. Seuss book. It's going to be brightly lit, brightly colored. Like the way the Mike Myers one looked, it's going to look like that, but it's going to be gruesome. It's weird because all the music's going to still be joyful in the background. Why does he come back in the Stephen King novel? I just, I just think like the first one was so jovial, beautiful. It's like, it just serves as the perfect introduction How? to a Stephen King. Is he like, is he like an it-like creature, or is it like he's like a herald telling them what's coming? You know, it's like you that. just gave Pet Cemetery a G rating. Oh my! Just to God. get it on TV. Oh my God, cat he looks hat like cat in a hat, but dead. it's like oh no! It's like he looks like the cat in a hat, but he got like comical patches on his fur. Like some <laughs> of it looks like like checkerboard. Another one looks like a spiral and stuff like that. And He's he, just patched up, and they're like, "Cat, what is wrong with you? What is up with that? Why do you have so many patches on your back?" They're gonna be rhyming the whole movie. Is, are they gonna cast Bill Skarsgård as the cat in a hat? You know what? No, he's gonna be one of the. He's gonna be thing one and thing two. Oh my god, that is great casting. He can be. Oh both. my god, he's gonna be thing one and thing two. It would be too easy to make him the cat in the hat. All right, so but who is this frightening cat? In this who movie? is this frightening cat? Oh god, so many pixels. This is what I do. Woody Harrelson. He's going to be the cat in the hat that y'all comes cannot, back. Y'all cannot see me, but my jaw is on the floor. Y'all can't see it. We're going to have Woody Harrelson and the cat in the hat comes back by Stephen King. You are a master. It's going to take place in the daytime. You're going to think everything is comical. You're waiting for a murder. No murder occurs to any of the children. But everything else in the house is violently taken. It's like passive aggressively happening because the cat is there. He's just back. He's trying to figure himself out. He doesn't really know why he was gone in the first place. You gotta understand something. You gotta understand something. I, I've got problems. Yeah, I can tell by this I, movie you pitched to me. I, <laughs> These spend, problems are apparent. I spend a lot of time thinking about the most random shit ever. And I gotta say, 
You might too, because you got the. Answer. Oh, I got one for you as well. You after got this, the, you got the answers to questions that you don't want to have. I'm sitting here. I'm really fucking shocked right now. Like I'm, I'm that like Woody Harrelson thing was really fast because <laughs> you proposed this to me. I didn't think I did put some thought into it, but I just hearing it from that you saying it there, I had to plan it out. I'm like, I need this. Scary as it's, hell, oh and my it's broad God. daylight. No children die. Inanimate objects, maybe the fish get poisoned, maybe something happens. And he's like, Oh, they're fine. Like, he scares the shit out of them in a broad daylight, chipper ass way. Shit is rhyming, and then he just stops rhyming midway through the movie. Like, you can hear the record scratch to let you know he's not rhyming anymore. Oh, <laughs> and they're just like, He's there, he's drinking a fifth of like <laughs> up or whatever Dr. Seuss draws malt liquor as. <laughs> He's just trying to figure shit out. Thing one and thing two come. He ain't even for that shit. It's like, yeah. no! No! He comes to the revelation that his life is in shambles. This acid trip would make us $400 million. Especially if we told people... You know what? I want, I, want a, I, want a, I want a slight cameo where M. Night Shyamalan walks through the door and the cat goes, no! We do not have time for your shit! No twists! Get the fuck out! <laughs> Yep, yep. I, His I, only point to be in that movie is to walk in the door and say, hey, my I, car broke down. No, it's fixed. Leave. We need to start editing pictures of Woody Harrelson. And, <laughs> and the cat. We could do so that. So that we can convince people that this is a real thing. Like, we can. Like Sinbad Shazam. Kazam. Kazam, Shazam. The point is... We only have one. We actually have two Terrible Genie movies. One was live action and the other one was Kazam. Yes, I said that. But yeah, to go off of, um your your idea, the Cat in the Hat comes back, directed by Stephen King, would definitely have a mid budget, but it would be worth it to see it. I can see it in select theaters, but definitely, I would I would go see that, especially with the cast that we just came it. up with I together. Want I want it. You can just add any two child actors. All they got to do is speak for. Oh real. yeah, or run in fear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, since we're doing like sequels, I actually thought about this one. It would be kind of a remake I wanted to propose to you. Okay. It's 12 Angry Men, but 10 of them are the Wu-Tang Clan. Name the other two jurors. Oh, my. I have one in my head, so I wanted to see if you could come up with somebody else as well. Okay. I'm thinking two white actors because the other 10 are the Wu-Tang Clan. I had to look it up to see if they actually had 10 members. Okay. And they did. One of them has to be completely with the shits. And the other one has to be scared out of his mind. So, I, I think I got the scared out of your mind one, or at least can act the scared out of your mind, but still make it funny to act alongside the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay, so the one who's with the shits is Paul Rudd. Okay. Who's the scared out of your mind one? Eugene Levy. Oh my god, this movie is amazing. <laughs> Simply because he has acted next to black people and have never had any problematic roles. Facts. If anything, he tried to fuck Queen Latifah, and I don't even think that was in the script. I definitely don't think that was in the script. I think that was in Bringing Down the House. Yo. <laughs> also, Steve Martin hasn't had any problematic roles with black people either. Yo, Wu-Tang Clan deciding if a nigga lives. <laughs> He'll die. He'll die. Oh, I, I really think that this is an issue we should talk about. You should shut your motherfucking mouth before you talk to the Rizzo like that. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo, I'm not this movie. I'm like, yo, just having them like discuss this and they're finding out ODB is being rational as fuck in his assessment. <laughs> that would be fucking. But he crazy. still sounds like ODB. We're not going to kill this man. Wow. Like, why is he screaming? Yo, that would actually be a great fight. Like, yo, we ain't find no bullets or nothing. Who the fuck gets shot with no gun? <laughs> and then they niggas just start making songs out of all the shit they talking about. Paul Rudd trying to get the niggas back. Paul Rudd's like, he's he's the foreman for real. I want 12 angry men with Wu-Tang playing. <laughs> I think it's time that we had a, a, yo. That's a, such a good way to like propose new movies. Like, what if you take classic films and you give them like a fucking hip hop spin? I mean, they did I that all through the early two thousands. Like you do Citizen Kanye. Oh god. <laughs> what would be his rosebud? Oh, uh, a picture of his mother. Uh, a, a beat or uh, a copy of College Dropout. The lad, the first copy of it that got printed, uh, the Rockefeller chain. Yeah. The Rockefeller chain. Yeah, he could do rock. He could say Rockefeller in a slow pitch, though. Rockefeller. Oh, that'd be great. That okay. would be. All right. So, um, first sequel I want to propose All is right. uh, the sequel to Mad Max Fury Road. 
Um, it's called Mad Max the Thunder Riders. And hmm. you find out that the Thunderdome is no longer a place or a town, but it's a group of motherfuckers who ride and they like. So fight. they themselves are Thunderdome. Exactly. And they're led by this black guy who is Tina Turner's son. Oh. So when he comes across Max, now he's like, oh, this is the perfect time to kill you now and stuff like that. And he's absolutely batshit crazy because he has won all the Thunderdome matches and shit like that. He put himself in the Thunderdome and kept winning. So now he's been preparing for Max. And now Max and him go have like the final fight. So they're just fighting the remnants of the Thunderdome. Facts. But also there has to be like crazy road chases and shit to get this nigga Oh, definitely. I can see those road chases kind of like luring Max to the Thunderdome again. He's just looking around like, the fuck happened here? I, I would love for Furiosa to come back. I haven't written her. I haven't written how she comes back, but because I know she's kind of like ruling the Citadel and shit like that. I could see her there in some facet. Because she's such a good character. And I know Mad Max is a is a master is a master film of introducing characters and then they never come back again. But um I, that's a character I want to see come back. Fearos Fearos deserves another chat. Definitely. I enjoyed her character in the movie. I think I would argue to say she was the most interesting character in the movie, which is smart because when you're writing like a new film uh, based on something that's already set, it's like, okay, we already know everything we need to know about Max. We saw three movies on this nigga. Let's build these other characters. That was a great opportunity to do that. And I think it was executed very well. And Charlie Staring bodied that fucking role. Definitely. Um, so that's my first one. Uh, <laughs> Get that the fuck out of here. Or, <laughs> um, I say we keep that one. I want to see that one. Okay. Based cool. on the plot itself and given that it's a sequel to Fury Road and not one of the other uh, Mad Maxes that kind of like, you know, happened. Yeah, I'm ready to see Tom Hardy again. I'm ready to see it as well. Because um, apparently no one gave a fuck about him until he wore the mask. Apparently. In fact, he's been doing a lot of roles where he's wearing masks. Sure. <laughs> you know he won a jujitsu competition? Like, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine getting your ass whooped by Tom Hardy? Bane couldn't imagine. I mean, Batman didn't imagine Bane whooping his ass either. <laughs> imagine someone who whooped Batman's ass. I mean, think, I'd be thinking about that. If I had to step on the mat with him, I'd be like, damn, you already beat the shit out of Batman. What the fuck am I supposed to do with you and shit? Even if it's fictional, I still in my head, you breaking Batman's back. You still lifted that grown-ass man, bro. Ain't nothing worse than having somebody judo throw you to the ground and say, not now's time for fear. That comes later. Yeah. And then yeah, everybody going to be making fun of your ass. Like, you got fucked up by <laughs> Use the voice in your ear. Yo, if he definitely did, he tell you he was Gotham's reckoning. If he said top out, top out, do it. You They're do. expecting one of us to lose. <laughs> <laughs> On that alone, I feel like goddamn. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no shame in tapping out the bane. By the way, I have you in a submission. Did you think this gives you power over, over me? me? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Tom Hardy's mixed martial art career is definitely a fucking good choice. <laughs> All right, uh, next sequel. Okay, Liar Liar Two. Go on. It's about his son. Okay. Who grew up to be a lawyer, <laughs> and he was a prosecutor for a while, but then he became a defender, and now he started lying. But now his daughter makes a wish, and. He has to live through the same shit his father lived through, but he didn't think he was that much of a liar. And now he's realizing, oh, this is a thing that adults do. Like, and what I put my father through was kind of hellacious, except his case is on some like crazier shit. I can see it being also crazier shit where, like, usually movies like that where you just have it like you're going down the same road. Is Jim Carrey anywhere involved in this? Like, even if he's not in it the whole movie, is he, like, visited oh, upon? He definitely comes to the middle of the movie. Because I don't think he unwished him at all, either. Exactly. <laughs> so. And he comes into the middle of the movie to pick up uh, the granddaughter. And he's like, you got to help her. You got to help me convince her to take this off. And he's like, nope. Nope. And then the movie just gets wild as shit because he just keeps making him do things and shit like that. It, oh, I think it'd be like, no, son, you gotta get, you're about to get this get back and him his interactions with the daughter and shit. And then she wishes grandpa couldn't lie either. And now it's both of them stuck in this frenzy of not being able to lie. That might be a funny-ass movie, but it all really depends on the swap sentence to you. It all really depends on who plays the son. It does depend on who plays so the son. Who plays the son. Because it's like, who do you get? Like, do you get Zac Efron? Do you get... Oh, that was... That was... That was... Jesus, off the, off the top. That's a good pick. That <laughs> like, was great. Off, off top, if Zac Efron's in... I would say... 
they wrote Liar Liar pretty good, and it's been enough time that they didn't like try to stretch out like they did Dumb and Dumber quite a bit. Yeah, what? There was too yeah. many. It was too many of those. Going back to what you were saying about they even did a prequel. They did a sequel for. and a prequel. No one asked for. Facts. Yeah. That no, was. they did. Was there was Dumb and Dumber, Dumb and Dumberer. Yeah, there's Dumb and Dumberer. That was the prequel, and then there's Dumb and Dumber. What's the sound? You know what the second? I don't even remember what the second, the third movie, but the second one is. All I know is that that was like an update. I was like, I don't think anyone truly asked for that this. or that mask with Jamie Kennedy. No one asked for that. Nope. It happened. I don't know what they were going for. They kind of like went between the comics and from not watching the movie. I don't know where it was. They had a low key, I guess. Good night. Okay. <laughs> Next sequel. So we're going to pass on that. Or we, 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 uh, we're going to save Zach Efron and um, if they go by the same like pacing they did with the original one, the I would. Pacing give, of that film is perfect. Yes. I was, that would basically go with that because you know it's probably going to be similar to it, but it's just a matter of. Like, like, did she wish upon this? Like, I don't want it to be on her birthday. It could be like a shooting star or anything for that. You could switch that part up at any given. Yeah, that was random. But no, I do, I do appreciate you pointing out the pacing. The pacing of that film was perfection. I was uh, watching it recently for the first time in a very long time, and I, I didn't even, I didn't even pay attention to that until you said it, and I was like, wow, like that's a, that's a great comedy movie with a really good pace. It is. That's why if it does come out with a sequel and it does contain his son and it does contain Jim Carrey, if they keep the pacing, you could definitely sell that movie to this audience. Okay. I would definitely give that movie a chance. Now, I feel like it'd be hilarious as fuck trying to watch them. I feel like they would drop a couple of, like, they'll probably up the language a little bit, okay. but they would still keep it like, Daddy, language. What? Why are you here? It's open trial. <laughs> so, okay. This one is called... Uh... Ghostbusters City of Phantoms. So All right. it's a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Okay. So at so least I know got, where we stand we from here. The little girl and her brother coming back. And we got um Ernie Hudson's character. Um and he like at the end of Afterlife, like you've seen Afterlife, right? I almost spoke. Yeah, I've seen Afterlife. Okay, well, I, just, I enjoyed it. I did too. I did too. And at the um, end credits, we find out that he's like has this company and shit. Cause you remember he was a ghostbuster until yeah. he made some money and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So it turns out he has like a son who runs the company with him, but the son always wanted to be a ghostbuster, but he became like the head of technology. Yeah. So and it shows that the uh, they're holding thing that they have in the ghostbuster their containment. Yeah, the containment is leaking and it's about to explode. So what if it explodes and all these old ghosts and shit come back and you get like, you know, Vigo again and all kinds of shit like that. We hit all the beats and it's like it's going to take more than four of us and shit. But Ernie Hudson's character gets injured and the son and the little girl from uh, Afterlife are like, she's like, no, like we need we need to come together. We need to make this a family thing. So it's her Oscar, which is, uh, you know, uh, Dana's son and him. And what he's been doing, he's been, because we, we, we never know what Ernie Hudson's company is, they're a technology company. Yeah. He's made hundreds of new Ghostbuster weapons and shit like that. And the rest of the movie turns to like this, MC, it's like first half is like comedy, romance, and you know, slight horror. And then the rest turns into this giant MCU-like fucking battle world of like ghosts and shit where they all got to go out catching ghosts and shit like that. And it's like all the new Ghostbuster weapons. I think that shit would be entertaining. Um, I think introducing their children is a great way to do it because I like the way they did it with Egon. Definitely, especially if they can adopt from other Ghostbusters series. Like I think um, Ghost Extreme Ghostbusters, like they had gear and stuff there that they could adapt into this movie. Like when they had the chick with the um, backpack ghost trap that she threw and carried around. Like I could see Advanced Weaponry having a different cast. That is something. As well. That's a cartoon. We're going to talk about that next, oh, next, oh, next yeah. show. Next show, we could definitely talk about that. Um, for this movie, I would definitely give this a go, but it has to be like a couple years down the road where we could just introduce another like Ghostbuster um, cast where it's just going to be them. We could definitely do that because we kind of got Afterlife after we got a Ghostbusters that we could have made work, but we never really tried. Yeah, I think it... I think they're 
So, okay, last like, night. Like, the cast wasn't even the issue for that movie. That's the, yeah, that's the thing. The, the cast could have made it work. The writing of the movie is what's bad. Like, the people, writing and it's the It's the same fact. conversation I have about She-Hulk. People are like, oh, it's because it's a woman. I was like, I don't no, know. it ain't got shit to do I with it. I said it has nothing to do with the fact it's a woman. Jessica Jones had a woman in it. Yeah. Jessica Jones. And, and you remember when Jessica Jones came out, nobody was protesting. Nobody was like, this show is going to suck. No, that never no, happened. No, not at all. Because we all knew Netflix got this. We all knew Netflix got this. Yeah. Um, the problem I often I was like, yo, it has nothing to do with the woman. It has everything to do with their writing this character bland, and they didn't they, they didn't respect her enough to give her a villain or a season storyline like they did with the other MCU shows. So with with uh, Ghostbusters the 2016 version, um, it's like so so last night and I was relate last night I so I haven't seen this one movie in so long. So I was like, you know what? It's probably been like 17 years since I watched this movie. Maybe I should revisit it. So I watched for the first time in like 17 years The Crow City of Angels. Yeah. Um, I got 30 minutes in and I turned that shit off. Damn. Like, that shit is really unbearable. And it's because I've been like, I'm, I've been like watching different scenes from The Crow recently. I'm probably going to watch it in the full, you know, Halloween season. I watch it like yeah. um, But there's just, and I, what I noticed was one, the actor can't do the things that Brandon Lee can do. So that's the first thing. Um, you don't you don't got a guy who could do what the first guy could do. And then second of all, his his acting. I think he he didn't know what he was doing for the role. He had no idea. And it's like maybe you're bringing something different, but something different is what we were looking for. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a show called The Crow starring Mark Dacascos, and the show is ten times better. I remember the show. Yeah, it used to cross over with that uh, that one immortal woman who got who premiered on the Highlander show. Oh, I think I remember who you're talking about because I remember the Highlander series as well. So because of that, I was like, I was like, this is the problem with most sequels, and and, it, and this is what I figured out: most sequels don't really have an understanding of what they're sequeling. It's like you don't you're trying way too hard. To make a crow film when a crow film is very simple, gothic backgrounds, gothic story, and you can make the character anybody or anyone. You can be the crow. Yeah, I mean it's it's very easy to write you as the crow. One, you've already got puns. Yes. All we gotta do: tragic situation involve you, family member, you woman, which is the easiest. Uh, your character. It could be a mother thing because I haven't seen that in a crow movie. Yeah. Um, and you make it a mother thing and shit like that. And the crow come back to get all these people and shit like that. And so, like you, you have jokes and puns and stuff like that. And you wrestled, so like yeah, so the all story of is already work. there. Hell, your story makes more sense than Eric Draven. Motherfucker, Eric Draven is such a good killer. He was just a rock star. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, but like the element of him being a rock star and like him being on the roof playing the guitar, like that adds to your character. Like, damn, his depressed as shit. The only thing he can do is play the guitar and kill niggas. But the guy had clear restraints. I'm just like, y'all don't know that you're making a crow film, so. All that to say with the Ghostbusters film, I'm like, y'all don't know what a Ghostbusters film is, which is the problem with this movie. Uh, a Ghostbusters film is not for people acting stupid. That's not what it is. No. Um, Vankman was not stupid. Egon was not stupid. Uh, it was Zetamore, um, which is uh, Ernie Hudson's name in the movie. Um, His was, um, let's see, Egon, um, Vankman, um, Spangler, um, I'm Peter trying, Bankman, I'm trying he, not to uh, Google. But no, like, so Zetamore, I, I believe it's Zetamore. You can look me up, you can look it up and correct me on the show because I'm with that, always getting shit right. It's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm, I'm up here. Winston. Winston, yep. I was like, why did I Winston think it was Zetamore. something with a V? And I was like, no, it's Winston. Winston Zetamore. So, yeah, uh, st yeah, Stan Beckman, Spangler. Um, Winston. His last name was um, Zedd Zedamore. His last name was uh, it was Winston Zedamore. I was like, Excellent. that sounds like a ghosty ass name. You would have thought does. that his life would have been something occult. So Winston Zedamore, um, Egon, and um, Ray. Yeah, they they're not funny. Like. It's funny to see how calm Egon Spangler is 
about all this shit. Look, because yeah, like, Egon is like his, he's, he's he practically has, on the spectrum. Yeah, he has he has like deadpan responses where once you realize what he's saying and you find it funny, but he's like maybe only like a couple times where you think, all right, he's actually trying to get a joke out of his face. Like, no, this is just him. Yeah, he's he's really just serious. And Spangler is like he's just wild that all this shit is real. But it, even there's a scene with him and Winston in the original Ghostbusters where they're talking about the end of days. And he was like, you know how the dead will rise. And he said, what do you think we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks? Well, Winston thinks this shit is god-awful serious. Even when it was uh, locked up, he was like, the shit I have seen in the last few weeks with, we're working with them, this shit is real. So everybody taking it seriously. The movie isn't funny because four people are acting stupid. The movie is funny because three people are taking this dead ass seriously and one nigga does not give a fuck about nothing. Peter Venkman does not care at all. Peter Venkman, he might as well be swimming. He's like, oh, well, ghost taking over the world. This is a good time to try to get some ass. <laughs> yep, you possessed. You not, so we're not going on our date. That's what makes the movie funny. It's like, oh, there's one white man that just don't give a fuck about, which is very honest. Which is very, very honest. If, if we were in the middle of an apocalypse, white people would not give a flying fuck. They would act just like Peter Venkman. They would just be standing there like... It, it would be a triathlon of the fucks they would not give. Land, air, or sea. So, I, um, I was like, yeah, all four of the people aren't funny. Now, you could have made... You could have turned the, uh, Kate, um... Uh, Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live, you could have turned her into the Egon Spangler very easily. Yes. Uh, McCarthy, you could, she's easily the Venkman. She's easily the Peter Venkman. You could have written her in a way where all this shit was going on and she just did not give a fuck. And then the other two for the other roles. Like, yo, it was very easy. It's like, no, you, the, the science of a Ghostbuster film is everybody cares but one character. Not everybody's stupid. Because that, these aren't stupid people. These people have built technology and done all these incredible things. These are intellectuals. Even Peter Bankman ain't stupid. He just, he's like, he seems to be the type of person who just... He's very laid back about what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he didn't bullshit it through life. You could tell he was Quite a, a bit. You could tell he was a nigga who cheated off people's papers to get where he is and shit like that. It's, he's only there for money and women. And I like I was like, y'all trying to make all these again, like it's Hollywood trying to write women and they're I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like women are way smarter than this. I don't think women would do half the dumb shit that y'all got them doing in this movie. The women would be way smarter in this situation. They than definitely would. Any of the fucking men were. And I'm just like, why are they so fucking ridiculous in this? And people would be like, it was a comedy. There are plenty of comedy where women aren't stupid. Bridesmaids, the women aren't stupid. They're just funny. They have. There's a difference between being stupid and having a funny character, and I will prove it to you. Bradley Cooper in The Hangover. Is yes. he stupid, or does he have a funny character? He has a funny character. Exactly. There's nothing stupid about him. The dentist, is he stupid, or does he have a funny character? He has a funny character. He's thrown into a situation he does not understand. Exactly. Uh, let's go to my man Stifler. An American Pie. Is he stupid or does he have a funny character? He has a funny character. Exactly. He's not. He's far from stupid. Exactly. He, he does not. stupid. It seems stuff that he does we would think is stupid. Yeah. But he him himself is not. But also, it's the reason why you you casted a teen him as a teenager because when he does, he's a stupid white teenager. I'm like, he does not do anything that I don't think that a stupid white boy would not do. Nothing I have seen this character do, I think, is beyond reason of what this character would do. Like getting it that, that leads me to the next thing I want to complain about. This is the thing I hate this week. Bro. All right. That new you seen the trailer for House Party? Why the fuck did they decide to make Space Jam a sequel? My nigga. No one asked for Space Jam. No one asked for House Party. The House Party before that one, no one asked for. And that's almost the same movie. We, I think we as a black community. You just kidnap LeBron James's home and you're going to throw a party for righteous reason. Fucking ridiculous ass plot. First of all, let, let's, let's just get into this. I just want to get into this. All right. Um, we have been experiencing a black renaissance of films. I have never consistently seen this many black films written as well. We didn't got Get Out. We yes. Us, Moonlight. Yes. Like, Dope. Straight out of Compton. Over the last decade, Black Klansman, Black Panther, Blind Spotting, Sorry to Bother You. I think from 2015 to now, we have seen a Creed shit. We have, I guess they just keep popping in my head. There's so yeah. many great black films coming out. Like, even the worst black film I'll see these days, I'll be like, damn. 
this is so much better than worst black film of 2006. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's different because there are more black writers in the room. So we're getting more authentic stories. That being said, seeing something like this, this shit looked like regression. It is. And before that movie came out, I thought what looked like regression in black films was when they brought back Superfly. Oh my god. <laughs> that shit was so far Listen, removed. If you want to spend the whole rest of this episode on that, I will I want to talk about Black Adam and everything. I will I will gladly cancel all that. <laughs> but no, like absolutely. So like you saw when I saw like we're in the middle of this black film renaissance. Why the fuck you wanna remake Superfly, the movie about a badass pimp? None of what Superfly currently was was about the original Superfly or even had any remote. It was just like, oh, what if Superfly was made with the writer from Takers? Yeah, and it was, first of all, the guy's look. The guy's look. I said, hey, listen, man, we got to be beyond this as a people. We apparently weren't. I really hope we're fucking beyond this as a people, but we're not. Um, Yeah, I didn't even... I saw the trailer and I was like, this is not good. This is not fucking good for us. But like, when I look at the house party, let's just break down shit in the trailer. So you need to raise $10,000 to save your daughter, right? Yeah. I think it's like to send her to a school or something. Yeah, her tuition. Um, You're in LeBron James' house, steal two pillows and a trophy and sell them. Yeah. There's your 10000 right that's, there. Yeah, but... Go on. All you got to do is take a picture and have people verify that that's his address. Take a picture. The picture's in there. And now, like, this is LeBron James' pillow. $4,000. Yeah. This is this is LeBron James' middle school trophy. $7,000. Yeah, like, essentially, you would get in the same amount of trouble for taking those items as you would for throwing a fucking party at his house. Exactly. But also, um, you're cleaning LeBron James' house. Aren't you making at least ten thousand dollars to do this? You would and, think. And if you're not making, the 10, company might be making that money. Either fucking way, but still, like, nah, you're bro, a like, cleaning agent that goes to celebrity homes. You got to be making something, or there's got to be some sort of. You got to understand, they have to be making something because what stops you from robbing every celebrity home you go to? Yeah. Like if this nigga is getting paid three hundred and fifty dollars a paycheck, but you're but he's going to celebrity homes. Oh, he's robbing that he's home. He's robbing homes. Oh, he's definitely robbing. This has got to be at least a $1,500 $1, a week job. The only house he's not robbing is Christopher Walken's because he'll still be in there. Facts. Did you move the couch? Clean it. <laughs> I want you to. Fine. His wife is still a bobcat. Now, Don't do it. <laughs> couch. <laughs> but yeah, House Party would have been funny if Christopher Walken was in it. But clearly, with his lack of being in it, I can't accept this movie at all. <laughs> but also, none of it makes sense. We, we just have to, we have to get into the most important thing. House Party is not about a house party. House Party is actually it is about a house party. It's about the, a naturally occurring house party. Yes, it's not about, about we need to throw a house party. Facts. The house party is the background. Like the house party like, is happening where everything got to culminate. These niggas got to yeah. meet at the house party. They got to dance at the house party. He got to try and get with the chick at the house party. So the house party is pretty important. All while not getting caught by his parents. Facts. But the house party, you don't actually get kid and play at the party until like. Midway through the movie, like exactly, the party is happening, and we're still. It's like a roadshow movie where you're like, "Will he be able to get to the party?" Yeah, we've seen the trailer, but we don't know how this plays out. Exactly, he has to get to that party in this trailer for this new fucking adoptee. Like for no one asks. I don't care if kid and player still in that movie. No, there's no need for it to be there. Right. All you prove is that you have money for it, but you didn't put enough to it. No, there's no reason this needs to happen. The plot, like I said, it's an honorable thing, but let's stop with that. You can't afford tuition now. How were you affording it before? But also, he looked like a grown ass man. Wait, damn. Wait, stop. Pause. Shut the fuck up. What I just said. All right. I didn't even fucking think about what the fuck you just said. What the fuck? You're absolutely right. What the fuck have you been doing to, for tuition before? That, that's what I saw in the trailer, and that's another reason why I'm not. I don't want to pay money oh to see. Oh my it. fucking god! I didn't think of that. Did you? Because I'm that? like, unless she's even if she's just going, what the hell? What was she doing? Because she had to get accepted. There's a lot of there's a lot of missing things here, like because and even then, I'm like, yo. Tuition is just for a year. If you're paying for private school, you're paying by year or by semester. And I'm guessing by her age, she's paying by year. So 
even then, he's still going to have to come up with that next year. And that is not going to make a double plot for House Party 2. We're going to do this at Kevin Durant's house. But also, I'm assuming both of these characters are grown-ass men because they do not look like teenagers. They cannot pull off teenagers. They're trying probably to pull off young adult. My problem is, one of the things, and the same thing I said about Sean William Scott is uh, Stifler. One of the things that makes characters acceptable when they're stupid is they're kids. Kid, I was a smart kid, and I did hella stupid shit. That's my point. Kids do stupid shit. You're a grown-ass man. What the fuck is you doing? You really, you really like, house-sitting, like, squatting in some nigga's place about throw a party in. How you gonna throw this big-ass party? I mean, it's like, I think in the commercial, they're like, he's on a retreat without his phone and shit with his family, and they ain't got their phones. But I'm like, his, his teammates are literally there, bro. His teammates are there. How he not gonna know about it? I mean... If we're going off of LeBron James and his relationship with teammates, wasn't there like a moment where they may have had one that fucked his mom? Yeah, that when was he was weird. in Cleveland. That was weird. Nothing was weirder than Draymond Green punching the lights out of Jordan Poole. <laughs> That's a Draymond ass thing to do. Yes. What did you expect when you started beef with a nigga named Draymond, bro? <sighs> Nick said he snuck him. I said, how he snuck him? He walked up to his face. He walked up to him. It was You pushed him. It was a sneak preview of that ass whooping to come. If a nigga who I'm beefing with walk up on my face and I'm not ready to fight, that is not his fault. Ugh. That is my mama's. No, nah, man. You, you can't get that close to me and think we're going to talk, man. He was walking with... He was brisk. walking with... He was a brisk walking... He was briskly walking towards that ass whooping, bro. He was man. like... He definitely had to let me holler at you, nigga. He had that brisk iced tea. No, he had that Nestle Cool Snowman energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a very specific I thing I said. I very much want some Nestle Cool, though. Yeah. Even yeah, though Brisk and Nestle Cool, I could talk about an entire episode of how the 90s was just a war and everything, where everything was going head to head. Toys were going head to head. Wrestling was going head to head. Game was going head to head. Ice T was going head to head. Rappers. Networks. Companies were going. Everyone was competing in the 90s. The 90s was And the 2000s was like the victors go to spoils. Facts. And then the 2010s were, we're now trying to do what Netflix has done. And now everyone is Netflix. Facts. That's, that's and Netflix is like, we gotta add ads. We are we are fucking struggling. Defrost the kids. We didn't know the stranger things. <laughs> yo, yo, you I see I see trailers for shows that Netflix ain't brought back in like four years. I'm like, what the fuck? They like, yeah, nigga, we had to break this shit out. You ain't know another season. This you know what's weird? They they have they don't have the money for that shit, but then out of nowhere, Dave Chappelle had a special. And and then some of the specials he already had. He's like, Yeah, I just took this one down. I was like, here, y'all go with this. Like you have money for that, and you got money for other stuff. Like y'all got y'all trying to like to diminish your animation department, and that shit was actually doing well. Those stuff, yo, those animated movies on Netflix be fire. Actually. Their animated movies, um, some of the animes they actually came out with from there were also doing good as well. Hell, their retelling of Voltron through um through DreamWorks, that shit was good. Most people didn't like the last season a little bit or how it ended, but I did appreciate the series as a whole. The uh, Voltron um, Defenders of the Universe. Okay. Like, if like you give that series a chance, because at first, I thought they only had like two seasons, and then they kept getting seasons. I was like, oh, shit, they did get more. So I missed out on a lot, but definitely I would give that show a watch because they do, like, focus on the um, lure of the show, and then they actually go a bit deeper into it as well on both sides of the spectrum. The, the Lions and the Paladins and also the other army. It goes places, but that's just Netflix. I neither here nor there. We actually had more fun talking about this shit than House Party. There it's was no, real shit. Of all things, that was not needed. We don't need another yeah. House Party. I see people going to see it because there's just going to be a lot of people in it. Facts. Facts. They're trying to make a black Project it, X. There is. And that's Project X was wild because, let's be real. Black people are not going to push the envelope to that extreme as exactly. they did. Exactly. Our house parties always, and and I don't mean to be stereotypical about it, they either end by fight or by cop. Yeah. Project X went past that because this is what these kids are doing without supervision. What we're doing without supervision is literally just trying to chill or fuck. Which is what the original house parties like. Are about. We already wild as it is anywhere they else. They didn't even want to do a house party no. in the second one. It literally like I have, I have to, to do this to get this nigga's college tuition. Yeah, 
And it was like a pajama jam. But also, we it wasn't like you're a grown man. It's like no, I'm still a kid. This yeah. is our first. This is first year of college. I lost his money doing some dumb shit. So again, the dumb shit was excusable because it's like this is about two kids. Like you said, you fucked me up when you said that because I didn't even think of that. It's like nigga, why didn't you have her tuition? What the fuck did you do the year before? This, this is her first year. Why the fuck you ain't think you was gonna have to pay this? Why you doing this now? Like, there's a lot of shit just coming in out of left field with the trailer alone. And I know people are going to be like, oh, we're going to party in LeBron James' house. You just inviting niggas there. I like just anyone not fuck with LeBron James. And, I, and I'm going to just call it now before the movie even comes out. LeBron comes home. He don't like what he sees. They give him some bullshit heartfelt speech about how he's trying to do this for his daughter or whatever. And LeBron just looked down. And he just goes, all right, keep the party going or some bullshit or the cops are there. But if they really want to do the movie the way I see it, I see LeBron kicking everyone the fuck out. If he doesn't kick everyone the fuck out, the movie is wasted. If he gives up and they go, oh, yeah, thank you, LeBron James, for allowing us to essentially loiter on a grander scale. I don't even know what the... Breaking the entering. I don't know. They had a key. But it's still probably... It's definitely trespassing that minimum. It looks like a bad how high. And we have a bad how high. And the characters weren't even the problem. It was just MTV tried it. They did. They did. Like, yo... DC Young Fly would still be good in the movie. It's just the movie. No one asked for a sequel to it. No one needed a remake of it. No you one. could just be high in college. There are plenty of movies about that you could definitely there go to. There are so many remakes that if you remake them, you have the potential to actually make it something new and great. What I get mad at is I often see all these fucking remakes. I'm just like, this ain't going to add nothing to the original. At this all. Gonna, this gonna, ain't going to make it better. This ain't going to improve the lore. If you just go and make remakes out of your ass and not care, you know what? Do problematic movies. Do a remake of Soul Man. <laughs> not Soul Men Soul Man from the 80s you know which one I'm talking about correct oh, yeah my nigga in blackface yeah yeah <laughs> that was a movie that was a trailer no one no one me too or canceled that movie at all still exists trailers I, I saw the trailer I remember I saw the movie I was like why the fuck is this a thing Robert England who played um, Freddy Krueger they interviewed him uh, a couple months after the uh, the remake of A Nightmare on Street came yeah. And they was like, why do you think it didn't work? He was like, well, I think the guy they casted is a great Freddy. Like, There's a lot of great special effects. He's like, but also, he was like, they, he was like a year before this came out, they released uh, the original on like 4D HD television. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I don't know how to tell you this. He's like, but like, that aged really well. He's like, those effects on these newer televisions... He's like, it looks pretty solid. He's like, so these kids are having like these watch parties and they're enjoying the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So they, it ain't like it's a secret. It ain't like it's like, oh, we, this is like a 50s movie. It's like, no, this is a newer film. This is made in the 80s. And when they put it on Blu-ray, it, it was reinvigorating people's love for it. So you got the Blu-ray copy of that. And then you go see this new version. You're like, well, what the fuck do I need this for? The original version I like more. Leave it to Michael Bay to have Freddy Krueger get chased by cars. That shit was wild. I was like, oh, shit. There's a Transformers. It's a Transformers ghost. Yo, but yeah, it was just a, it was just a strange ass movie. And then they kind of like didn't didn't find out that this Freddy didn't do it. Yeah, that was ass. I was ass. Like, yo, don't tell me you killed this man for nothing, and he has powers. And also, mind you, the ending was, oh yeah, he sent his mom to double hell. You gotta understand. That's how it ended. Double hell. The a horror movie is good. Because you can think that this monster is a monster outside of monsters. Yeah, you know Before he's a monster. Michael Myers ever put on a mask and started chasing niggas down the street, he had murdered his fucking parents. Yes. Before Jason ever put on a fucking mask and shit like that, he was a tortured kid who came back killing niggas with a duffel bag. And saw his mom get killed. Exactly. There's a reason for the monster. There's a reason. Freddy Krueger had his reason, and in the new movie that came out, they removed that reason midway through Can the movie. Can you think of anything more frightening than a child molester who came back from the dead to haunt the dreams of children? Or a serial killer who put his soul in a doll like that to evade police custody? Scary. 
That was an original ass thing. I'll stand by that one. Like, yo, Chucky's scared to shit. Doing my, though- I'm doing my Child's Play rewatches this week. I did. I didn't. I never watched Cult or Curse of Chucky, and people are telling me I need to watch those. Yeah, you do because um, the series picks up from there as well. The series, is, the new series, is pretty good. My, everybody keeps telling me this. Niggas is like, you supposed to be this hard. You you supposed to be this big ass horror fan. You need to talk about this. So I'm just like, okay. Once I'm you gonna- once you get to that, we'll get to that. So. Black Adam. I know you didn't see it, and this is my spoiler-free review. All right. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. Really? Yeah, it's not a bad film. Like critics, I feel like like I've been getting mixed reviews online about it. Like people even go, "Oh, I didn't see," it. and I, it's not even from like people that I know see movies. It's like most people either were brought to see it. And then they're just like, I don't know how to feel about I, it. Man. I, I, I don't want to akin this movie to Infinity War. Okay. Because it's not. Yeah. But Infinity War is Infinity War because it's majority action. Yes. And people loved it. Now, granted, all the characters that you see in, in these action scenarios have been built up for over 20 fucking movies. Definitely. So, so the action can just happen now. Cause, okay, I know who this thing is. I know yeah. Nobody has to be introduced. I know who all these niggas are. Yeah, are. they're all here. They had their moments. Now, they had their granted, that I would say the reason that this shit isn't a 10 is because there's no, like, the character building is, is done quick. It's like, oh, okay. You better, okay, you got to learn it in this line of dialogue right here. Okay, they're going to show you this flashback. Got you. Okay. And then straight action. But that doesn't make the straight action bad. I thought it was very entertaining. Hawkman was getting his ass whooped. That was great for me. Uh, I could see something like that happening. No, it even a that's in the trailer. Film. Dwayne Johnson, is, The Rock is fucking amazing. In Yo, the it took about, what, 15, 15 years. years? Like, they, like, at first, when it was like, oh, The Rock's going to play Black Adam. Like he had like Scorpion King hair in that photo. Facts. And then now we're just like, yo, they kept that is like one of the only castings that stayed that long. When you think about it, like you waited less time for a Kingdom Hearts sequel than you did to get the Rock as Black Adam. Crazy shit. And it's just two hours of the Rock fucking shit up, and I didn't have a problem with that. Isn't that all of the Rock's movies? True shit. Just two hours of the rock fucking shit up. But also, like, I, or saving people from fucking shit up. This has been the theme that I've been talking about the whole episode. I'm like Hollywood. I don't think for critics. I'm like I don't think y'all know what what a, what a good film is anymore because I didn't come to Black Adam to get some type of religious belief or understand the world better or have an emotional nigga. I came to see this giant muscle head nigga rip people to shreds, and that's what I got. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck did y'all want from this film? There was there was like one moment back in like the late '90s where um Cisco and Ebert went to review uh Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, and they enjoyed the movie and they were really heartbroken that there was not much release or press about it because it was a great movie all around, but no one knew it was it was out. We like, knew the kids they, knew, like the kids knew, but there wasn't as much advertising for it. As much as they put it on the shelf, but it that. still came out. But they reviewed and they was like, for this movie to be like this, it should have gotten more fanfare. And I wanted like, and they gave the whole reprieve about it where they actually acknowledged like, yeah, we know it. Like we would think it's just a kid's movie. This is not. It's a well-written movie all around, especially for most people who don't think superhero movies deserve a plot or whatnot. This movie should have gotten a better fanfare. It should have. It was released around the holidays or later on, but they could have released it to a lot better fanfare than it was. Once it got released on like DVD and VHS, that's when it picked up a bit more and most people saw that and it led to the other um, sequels like Sub-Zero and um, um, The Batwomen. The, the Batwomen, which are also written pretty well as well. Haven't watched that one yet. That one's pretty good. You should get it. It definitely fits into yeah, the I, I, into the series. I did love Sub Zero. I mean, all all, all of Mister Freeze's, Freeze, yeah, all nineties Mister Freeze shit. With the even Batman Beyond when they had their Mister. Oh my god! Woo! We're talking about Ooh. Batman Beyond territory. We talk about one of the greatest things that ever happened to Earth, bro. Yo. Still, still want DC to make that movie. I I have the complete series on Blu-ray, the one that came with the pop figure. I bought that one specifically. I think that was like one in like 50,000 bundles. I have that numbered in the back. I was like, yo, this is mine. I have this. Anytime I feel as though the world is coming to an end, I'm going to crack this shit open. I'm going to watch these. I have them. I'm like, yo, I can watch these anytime I want. I ain't yo, even watching that, it. Yet. You want to talk about shows that aged well and do the right thing as far as writing? Because like that was another one of those ones. You see, this is this is a you see. I'm glad you introduced that yeah. subject, and I'll use that to wrap up. Cool. Because it's one of those phenomenons 
Nobody asked for Batman Beyond. No one. And when it came, we were all I like, think the creators were just trying to get another show. And this is what they... Because I remember they had to work to get the original Batman up. And they actually got that. And they were actually able to do it. And then Batman Beyond was pitched. And they got that. So it was like, yeah, we can we can make this work too. But no one asked for it. No one knew it was even possible. No one fathomed what would happen if Batman hung it up about maybe a year or so after the after the adventures of Batman, the new adventures of Batman and Robin. No one. It was a question no one was asking. It wasn't it, it wasn't like an interest. No one was claiming was, was cramming for it or clamoring for it. So because they gave it to us and it was good. It was like, oh, no, 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 y'all brought us some shit we ain't asked for, and you delivered it. That's the difference. Like, if yeah. I don't ask for this, I still I want it to be good. Yeah, because if we don't ask for it, and it sucks. It was like, well, what would you do? Like, we didn't ask for this shit, and it was bad, so you just brought this shit. Like, you just take the aux cable, and you plug in your mixtape, and your mixtape is trash. We don't say, yo, why the fuck you even snatched the aux cable? We thought you had this. You were not trusted with music for a while. But if you take this, and we're like, yo, what the fuck you doing? And we listen to it like... Yo, what the fuck? Yo, no, 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 no. Keep it on, keep it on, keep it on. Facts. Like, I had no idea I was going to like this, but now that I like this, I just want you to know I'm copping the next one. Oh, definitely. Like, that's what Batman We got, like, what, was. two and a half or three seasons of it? It was, like, three seasons. But they, they felt like and then we had like and a half, ep- really. Yeah, and, and then that show had such a holding. We had an epilogue where they went into the future of that one. Season two of Justice League. Or season three. Season- Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, it was their season, because I remember the... Yeah, because that was the end where they were like epilogue. It wasn't the end of the series, but it was the end of that season. Facts. It was amazing. I was like, yo, I was not expecting it. Facts. I said, y'all just gonna, like, but you see, that that's what I mean about DC. They had a falling they, out. I said, thank y'all, about get, thank y'all for giving us a finale. To Which Batman also tied into the damn Joker movie as well in two sentences. Thank y'all for giving us a finale. said that didn't stop the joke from using it on Tim Drake. I was like, I paused. I paused because at the time I was watching it online and then like another time I was watching it with Cartoon Network was showing the reruns of it and I was just like we're getting more than we asked for here. Exactly. From one fucking exchange of words. There is one scene in Epilogue where I was like oh you niggas is showing off. Where they show that they were going to off Terry McGinnis's parents Uh and Andrea from Mask of the Phantasm, who was going to do it. Yeah. And then they showed her arguing with Wheeler, and then she took off the mask. You could see it's an older Andrea. It's like, oh, she, because of Bruce, decided not to do this. This. No, is, it was Barbara Gordon. No, no, no. No, she was arguing with Barbara, wasn't she? No, no. Oh, no, she was arguing with Waller about it. Yeah, you're yeah, right. she was arguing with Waller about it. Yeah. Yo, that to me, I said, Okay, now I So you're going to give us an ending to Batman Mask of the Phantasm as well? Yo. Oh, yo, yo, that was fucking beautiful. Yo, the fact that they that Amanda Waller, go figure. <laughs> I love this line. She's like, his DNA was left all over town. That is not remotely what I meant. I was like, but wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, Batman, if you really Batman, wanted, be Batman, Batman be fucking. My Bruce Wayne might be fucking, and in the even in the child Cat show, he was woman. like Vicky Vale. Uh, Talia Al Ghul. This nigga be sticking his neck and whatever. This nigga. It's Batman. it's always some high class or well off women. Hell, fuck here. Batman is taking zero L's except when it comes to prophylactics. That man talking about I don't even. You just did what you wanted with me. I was like, yeah. You don't remember you have a son? World's greatest detective, huh? Don't know when that ass is up in there. How I deep was the it. arch, Batman? That nigga said, I can get out that cave, but I, I can't, can't pull out that, that pussy. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> if you just imagine all Batman sex with Adam West's voice, then it is just the greatest thing. Bat Tootsie in that ass. <laughs> bat Tootsie in that ass. I believe we'll do the Bat Tootsie now. Robin. This. Holy gyrating jiggles, Batman. Great Jefferson slave girl. She's sucking you off, Batman. <laughs> and then the fucking sound effects happen in there. Splint, no platoon, matter, splurt. No matter where Batman finds himself, the one question he will never ask is where the fuck is vision? He found out about his child before we found out where this where? billion dollar creation of Marvel, which, mind you, no one has mentioned no one is looking for. No one. No one. No one. Flew up. He wasn't. I say this again. He was not created by 
um, Scarlet Witch. Like, literally, put in a sleeper by digital, not actually their vision. Got your ass beat by your made-up self. So, like Fight Club. Also, I'm glad She-Hulk, we predicted it on the show. We did. I was like, yo, Daredevil folded She-Hulk. Blind dick is amazing, apparently. Motherfucker, he hit it with that fucking Netflix stroke. You know that. You my know nigga, that was that Netflix. My nigga said, pussy feel like braille when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. He was up there hitting them gamma irradiated spots to the point where she was up there like, <laughs> it's like, can we get more Matt Murdock? He was only supposed to be in that one episode of to That that I knew of. Nah, it's like, yeah. It's like, and he was and he was a gentleman about all this. He wasn't like, yeah, I know I can fuck, but I want to, you know, how about we go out? She's like, Netflix. we could do that. Or. <laughs> Netflix, baby. And also, I'm... I love the fact that Daredevil took the walk of justice. It wasn't shame. Oh, yeah, that man walked with shame. his shoes off in, con- in canon with the comics because he used his feet to get home stuff. I was like, this is perfect. Ain't no shame in that with his game, baby. My nigga, Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock. Laying it down. And fucking skins, baby. Matt Murdock likes it thick and so do I. <laughs> and that is <laughs> that is how this episode ends. <laughs> Matt Murdock found that ass before we found Vision. <laughs> I, I have nothing to say except for you gotta put that on a shirt too. Yo, one of his pickup lines in the episode was I can hear the heartbeat. She was like, No, you can't. He's like, I can hear your heartbeat too. She was like, No, you can't. I'm healthy. <laughs> he broke she off. <laughs> he broke her and then he broke her off. My nigga Murdoch, baby. Oh man. Netflix back, baby. Netflix back. I can't ahead, wait. Bring that. Born again in Born that again. ass. Bring back Jessica Jones too. Look, look, no, look, look. Bring back Luke Cage. Have bring him. back the way we predicted. Bring him back where the snap happened. Mm-hmm. The club is in shambles. He's trying to pick up life and everything from the five years that, or however longer, whatever happened. That's your that's your opening, and I know you're probably like everything had the blip. They did it in Hawkeye. It made sense in Hawkeye too. And it did. It made all the sense in Hawkeye. Hell. I've seen people just on YouTube doing stuff where they was like, oh, the girlfriend came back and he had moved on with his life. He was, she was like, who the hell is this? Babe, you were gone for five years. I don't care if I was gone for five seconds. You got to go. I was like, no, five years. Facts. And it's probably going to take us longer to find Vision. Hopefully we find him next episode where we definitely need to talk about UPN and all them other shows. But definitely sequels. We have a couple that should be made and just a few that don't. My nigga said we should talk about Malcolm and Eddie. I'm with it. Let's go. I'm definitely with it. <laughs> Check y'all on the next episode. Malcolm and Eddie is a goddamn classic. It definitely is. Yeah, well, he was saying that. She was like, yeah, you know. When I met him, he was like, yeah, you know, the college is what most people know me for. I'm like, nigga, yeah. Malcolm and Eddie. Malcolm Eddie is what I really know you for. Nigga, you was Malcolm and Eddie to me. Yeah. Fuck out of here, boy. Like, I, I knew you were there. But I, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all saw Kansas college. City Chiefs, man. We Kansas. all knew who the college were as kids because Dell was black. Yeah. But that was what you and me was choosing to watch. Malcolm Eddie, I mean, 